M-M-A. It's in the cage. And welcome to another edition of MMA in the Cage, your pound-for-pound best source for mixed martial arts coverage. My name is Estevan McCarthy. With me again, Ryan Jenkins. Ryan, 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 why are you making fun of my carpentry? I'm not making fun of your carpentry. I'm just calling you a cheap bastard because you said any kind of gift that you would give me now is going to be something handmade. That just means you're fucking cheap. What if like, it was like, like you're going to give me a fucking like birdhouse? What if it's a really like let's say it's like an engraved like fucking pimp stick, right, with your name on it? That would be pretty goddamn cool, right? <laughs> Come on, that would be pretty. I'm not going to. I don't, you I don't need a pimp. Why I don't need I a pimp stick. A I got the back of my fucking hand. Why would I give you a birdhouse, okay? Come on. I think you would know me a little bit better than that. I'm not going to just fucking build shit just to build shit, okay? It, like, like, it was funny because I've been getting highly into carpentry lately. Like, I've read, like, like a book already on it. And, like, I have, like, two others I want to jump into. But, like, what kind um, of saw did you get, by the way? I got a, I got adjustable miter saw with laser guidance. Oh, yeah. And, right. um, but, um... What the fuck was I gonna say? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I look at like a lot of these, a lot of these um, techniques and everything, and like, it's all this old fucking like Renaissance bullshit. Like, honestly, I don't like the dressers with the goofy feet that you know that like, like you know what I mean. Like, I don't like that old school type stuff. I want to build nice looking things that are new, that are useful. So, and I got a house that. Uh, I need to – I mean my dogs keep just chewing away slowly at everything in here. And so I've become very, uh, you know, home improvement at, you know, oriented. I mean like the only thing I watch now is Homes on Homes. You ever see that on DIY? It's the shit. Fucking no. reckless Canadian just going to contracted houses like that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. He does it right the first time, Ryan. Anyways, Ryan, this is MMA in the cage. What's happening? What's happening, man? This is – dude, this is – we're getting on a roll again, you know? This, we only waited two weeks this time to do this one. Okay, it's not too bad. No, it's not. It's uh, it's a good roll. Um, it's because we had, uh, um, you know, the last of, like, UFC events coming up for, like, another couple of months almost. So yeah. we kind of we needed to do it anyways. Exactly. Um, I was going to say, you know, Ryan, what kind of got me a little bit more excited this week is I sent you that picture earlier. You know, we were talking last podcast how I went to the uh, to the UFC in Chicago, and I completely – like I got fucking too drunk and forgot that I met John McCarthy. I'm going <laughs> through my goddamn phone. I'm like, oh, look, John McCarthy. What a jackass. What yeah, a- you, actually, you actually got raped that night too. Yeah, so. exactly. But, uh, you know, the – I was gonna. I was gonna say like I was watching um, uh, Jens Pulver. Forgot for those of you who don't know, Jens Pulver is the first uh, UFC lightweight title holder, um, and uh, he's a fucked up dude. But uh, he came out with this documentary called Driven, and I was watching it. It was really sad. But this is when did it come out? It came out like a year ago. But oh, um. Man. You know, this isn't the first uh, you know fighter documentary I've watched. I you know I listened to a lot of. Uh, a lot of interviews with fighters, you know, a lot of specials, you know, lots of, you know, things like that. And I've come to the conclusion, Ryan, that fighters are really just not that interesting. They're really not. 
you know, this sport is like just filled with a lot of douchebags that that you know that train a lot of d bags that watch it, and then the fighters aren't that interesting. Like, I am confused as to why I actually like this shit. Like, are we just anomalies that like you know we actually like to have a conversation and we can actually fucking like? Do you think they actually dive into this shit as much as we? Like, like when I was when no. I was training, like I'd be like so when I was talking to the actual fighters, hey, did you watch this Pride or hey, did you watch you know this fucking K one? This you know this guy was so you know, Giorgio Petrosian was the shit. He's like, no, I don't watch that. Yeah, I, I, I caught like the end of the last UFC. I'm like, what the fuck? Are no, you I, I, I no, I, you're right. Um, it is shocking how few like big fight fans there are among the fighters themselves i think a lot of guys just do it because they can make a bucket doing it and they're good at fighting or they just like competing at it but they don't actually like it as the the spectator sport that we do and so yeah you know uh, there's been a number of guys that it was just like it was shocking to me you know going in there you figured you know at a jujitsu um you know a, a pretty good good size jujitsu school there'd be a bunch of really like hardcore mma guys because they got into it because you know they were fans at ufc and it's just not the case it's so i just feel like like we may be looking we may be making this sport a two-dimensional sport when it's really or a three-dimensional sport when it's really like a two-dimensional sport like oh i think i feel like we're seeing an angle that like really isn't there (laughs) well well we've been reminded a lot of times that you know kind of how we, you know, in our world, the UFC and MMA is a big deal, but it's it, for a general public, it's not a huge deal. They're able to garner, um, you know, the UFC is such, you know, electricity because they're great marketers and they're really good at, uh, you know, building up fights. And that's why they've been successful. Is, and that's is, why they're able to pack bars for people just w- wanting to watch, you know, that one or two headliner fight, but they don't even know the other guys that are on the main cards. Is Nick Diaz right in this sense like you know he like when he before fights you know he's kind of he's actually one of the few guys like don't like to make friends with the fires he's like why would i make friends with someone who's trying to beat the shit out i mean i'm trying to beat the shit out of him they're taking money out of my wallet and that's not what i want i'm not going to ever be a a friend of a fighter and then you got these guys that are you know they try to be respectful and they wish him luck and everything it's like well are we just are you and i just dumb and we just no, it's really just two guys beating the shit out of each other. It's not this poetic thing that we've made it out to be. Why am I doing a podcast right now? What the fuck are we even? Doing? <laughs> I can't wait. It's a it's a mindset between the different fighters though. So I mean, some guys, you know, they're going to get into it. You know, Chuck Liddell is a little bit more like Nick Diaz. So you know, it's it, it's not like he'd go out of his way to necessarily be disrespectful for you, but he sure as shit wasn't going to be friends with you before you guys were in a fight. And I think that's. That's kind of crazy to me that guys are able to completely take out the fact that they you are going in there and you're trying, you know, you say you're not going in there to try and hurt them. But when you're throwing a fucking punch at somebody's head, you're trying to hurt them. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think, uh, you know, some guys are able to do it the very respectful way. And then Nick Diaz, you know, takes it in the, the raw visceral, you know, let's go out there and let's do battle. Yeah. So, Oh yeah, by the way, you know, I, I forgot to mention, uh, or we forgot, well, no, we'll get to it later, Nick Diaz bullshit. Anyways, Ryan, this has been a very eventful for a week for me. I uh, I got a saw for Valentine's Day. It was very nice saw. I cut myself, uh, lacerated actually, um, my hand last night. Almost had to get stitches. I was bleeding all over the fucking place because I was wielding a knife like a ninja in the... Uh, in the kitchen, and uh, I'm glad my wife is a certified wound specialist because uh, it really fucking hurt. It was goddamn deep. And um, <laughs> let's see what else happened this week. Uh, oh yeah, so so 
so this is married life now, Ryan. Let me tell you about married life. So I at least am grateful that she waited till this moment. Like, so she wants to go out to Target, to Target, and uh, I'm not doing that shit, okay? I, I've set some ground rules. I'm not, I'm not that guy, okay? So go, go buy whatever you fucking want. That's fine. So then she calls me like an hour later after like I'm in the middle of doing chores or whatever and she caught she calls me and she tells me like I are I need you right now this I need you to come down here right now and I'm thinking like she's in trouble and I'm like what's wrong she's like I just need your opinion on something really quick I'm like what she's like just just come down here I'm like all right fucking fine so I get in the car and I drive there and she's standing like perplexed in this this lamp aisle and she's looking at two different lampstands, and she's like, "Which one do you think is going to go on this shelf?" And that's when I just realized, like, this is this is me now, Ryan. This is I'm I am interchanging lamps and lampshades, which I didn't even know you could fucking do, by the way. I did, I thought the lamp came with the lampshade, and and then she's putting and then she's putting it on a drawer that we didn't need, and. Uh, and we came out of there with a drawer, two lamps, a couple of mirrors, and some candles. And I have no idea where five hundred dollars went, but it was it was gone. It was just gone, just like that. Like I was bracing myself. I'm like, okay, this is probably gonna run two hundred. But like, I was scared that it was gonna hit two hundred. <laughs> and like, like I was bracing myself for like, this, it's okay. It's gonna make so her defeated happy. afterwards. I was gonna make her happy. If she wants to do this, it's fine. And then like. I, I it, it like it hit like 150 so quickly. I'm like, what did we just buy? Like, what was it? You haven't put anything in the cart yet. Like, what what's going on? And then and then she gonna give me shit for like buying the expensive saw at fucking you know. It's not even that expensive. It's not even that expensive. And it comes with lifetime warranty. Okay. Ugh. It's just it's just it's just my life now, man. I watch Susie Orman give me financial advice on Sunday afternoons. You know. Well, that's why you just let her go by yourself and. It's not an emergency if she needs you at Target. So just don't go next time. That would be my suggestion. Well, she needed help moving shit. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, I, won't, I, won't get, I won't get racial. Well, exactly. I almost did. But, I mean, I'm <laughs> such a dick. But, I mean, it, it, it. well, I'm glad I did because she was going to buy, like, an, an additional two, like, side tables. And I had to, like, remind her. Oh, I'm going to build this shit for you. Well, A, yes, because, like, that's exactly <laughs> what I thought. But B, like, she she made up, like, rooms that weren't even there. I'm like, why are you buying three lamps and three shelves? We don't even – where are you going to put this? She's, like, on the side of the couch. I'm like, one of them on the sides are next to a wall. Where are you <laughs> – where's the other one going? You know, so it's just – I don't know. Useless shit. Useless, man. I don't fucking know. So. Okay, just uh, to take us on a little bit of d- different note here, um, it came up, I read it earlier this morning here, um, Sasha Baron Cohen's coming out with a new movie, The Dictator, it's called, and it's basically just about this, you know, over-the-top, ridiculous dictator um, from some fictional country, and, you know, how Sasha Baron Cohen gets into his characters, you know, with Bruno and... Um, uh, and Borat, and he basically becomes those, you know, those characters for that period of time. He was wanting, we've got the Oscars here this weekend, he was wanting to go to the Oscars as, you know, in character. Nice. And the, uh, the Oscars ended up pulling the tickets that he had for, 
you know, for Sasha Baron Cohen because they thought that he was going to come as this dictator and, and make a big deal out of it. And so he sent back, um, you know, like a response video to it that was really obnoxious. If you have a chance, really? look up online. Uh, Are you there? Yeah, sorry. I'm getting a bunch of feedback here. No worries. Uh, yeah, I mean, th- that guy, we were saying, like, right off the air, I mean, Sasha Baron Cohen is, like, the Daniel Day-Lewis of the fucking comedy world. Except for the fact that, like, you know, when he gets into a role, he doesn't go and cobble shoes overseas for a fucking year and, and live in a tent if he's going to play in an oil rig movie. Um, are you still there, Ryan? Yes, yes, okay. yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Why don't you be a professional? Why don't you be a professional? It's something something going on with the headphones here. Anyways, okay. ju- just real quick, yes, he becomes completely dedicated and, be- and totally becomes the character, which is awesome. But the uh, response video that he sent back, he said something to, that the Academy should have shown some love for his country's, you know, some of his country's movies. Um, and some of them were like, you know, when, uh, like when Harry kidnapped Sally and... Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was the the rapes of grath or something uh-huh. just it's something r- ridiculous like I'll that have i'd have to check to, it out pull, pull them up but yeah if you have a chance check out that video so ryan i was telling you about my life how is good old lubbock texas going right now how is the uh how is the college scene how is what's going on over there it's it's busy it's taxing <laughs> stressful have uh, you made any trips to one of your favorite spots? The uh, the no 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 the boom no 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 I haven't. Um, I've been trying to be a little bit more conservative with my um, no income that I have. Right. Um, and then it's been that for a special and, occasion. And it, and it's been it's been rough uh, the past uh, couple of weeks here. We've had a couple of pretty nasty little dust storms out here, which um, I'm not a big fan of. Did, when, so, question. I, I I got some questions. You used to be a strip club connoisseur, if you will. Um, what's the what's the most you've ever dropped at at a place at a, in a gentleman's club? Mm, um, me personally, out of my own person, it, it was it was in between five hundred, but less than twelve hundred. Oh, God, that is oh man, that's. Those are champagne VIP rooms right there. Yeah, that was for nice girls and a good full on time. Have you ever gotten like a lap dance that just that shocked your system and stayed with you for days? Yeah, I had a uh, a I don't even know if you want to call it a dance. It was <laughs> it was uh, a rotating. It was four girl. It was five girls overall, and one of them rotated in and out on a couch and basically I just laid there and tried to not just, just unload in my pants. Um, that was basically how that went. So that one was bought for me. I think there was probably 1500 bucks or a couple grand just on that. Um, that lasted probably, probably an hour. So I don't know how I held myself. (laughs) Because it was it was it was it was pretty outrageous. It's just one of those things that you just you know you won't ever forget about. Wow, it just shocks the system to where it's and like it, you and, can't adjust. and they were all you know anywhere to tens. They were eight to tens. That's pretty good, man. I don't think yeah, I, it was. It I don't was, think I've ever even seen an eight to ten in a strip club. I mean, I've only been to a few, but I don't think I've ever even. 
Yeah, yeah. Like this is a you know this was the it's, nicest one I've ever been to. Yeah, I just go like I'm spending like 15 bucks like max at a strip club. <laughs> you know, like that includes drinks. So yeah, you're know, the cheap, you gotta, cheap bastard that they hate. You know, you gotta be conservative. <laughs> then. Hey, man. I, hey, you know what? You can go if you go a lot of single time with that. Then you know that's fine. 15 is a lot of singles. That's, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's, it's really not. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. But yes, yes, that's why I try and stay away because it, it it's hard. It's you know it's another reason why I, I quit doing the um, the gambling too because you know once you get to, used to a certain level of um, vice, it's hard to go back and like do it half assed. Like you got to just totally get into it. I don't, so, well, I don't know. I so, could, I could talk about the gambling part. I mean, I think it's all relative. I mean, like if you got a lot of money, then uh, you know, obviously you need X amount of dollars to to get that thrill going. But if you, I mean, but if you like, if you don't have a lot to you know to really throw out there, and you're only betting like five ten dollars, but that's your only five or ten dollars you can bet. You know, that's still you know you're still trembling a little bit and hoping that uh, you know the big catch comes through or someone gets the knockout. Yeah, it's a little bit, but it's not like the the level that you were used to before. So love gambling. That's 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 where I get the, the real rush. Anyways, I love gambling, I love it. Anyways, Ryan, we had some MMA that happened last co- a couple weeks, man. I think we need Did to we? talk about that. Um, I think we should probably take a quick break and talk about it after that break. Sure. You're listening to Esmol McCarthy and Ryan Davis on MMA and the and welcome back to MMA in the Cage with Ryan and Estevan. Estevan, a couple weeks ago we had UFC 143, our Highly anticipated Diaz versus Condit fight, which uh, didn't turn out quite as spectacular um, as we had both hoped for. Uh, you know, I thought it was still pretty good. I mean, everyone was talking shit on call. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. We're we're gonna go through the card first. We got uh, let's see. What, what, what was some of the, the 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 awesome ones that happened in that? I'd like to. Uh, in the prelim, Matt Brown versus Chris Cope with the KO, man. It's always nice to see, like, 13-13 and 13 Matt Brown finally get actually a winning record. Thank God. Um, yes. Let's see. Ed Herman versus Clifford Star. I actually don't remember that one. Um, I don't remember it either. Okay. Henan Burrell versus Scott Jorgensen. Jesus fucking Christ. Is this guy scary? Like, another killer assassin from Brazil. Henning Burrell, like, I remember, as I said, like, you know, I, I mentioned this last time on the podcast where uh, he was fighting, um, oh, God damn it, the fucking Englishman, Pickett. Um, and, like, Pickett is just tough as nails, and, like, Henning Burrell just, like, just killed him in the first round. And besides the third round, which it looked like he started to slow down just a bit, but still, man, I mean, he was just, I mean, he picked the pot part Scott Jorgensen, and, you know, Scott is not, like, a walkover guy. I mean, he just fought for the title. In 2011, uh, you know, Henning Burrell is definitely going to be going against. I mean, they're finally starting to get some really top level um, lighter weights uh, up in the division now. Like, you know, they're right. all young, but you know, they're they're starting to get some recognition and actually start to get some uh, some momentum going in. So that's good to see finally. No doubt. And then uh, we had Josh Koscheck versus Mike Pierce. God damn, did this fuck like I 
I I bet Koscheck, and, <laughs> and when they were saying the decision, I was I was sweating the biggest bullets, man. I could not I could not fucking handle this. I, I was mean, telling you, man. I told you that fight was going to be a hell of a lot closer than what you were thinking it was going to be. You you did, and honest to God, I I truly think Mike Pierce won that. I I think yeah. Scott I, I think Koscheck obviously got a couple more takedowns than. Uh, you know, then Pierce, it wasn't, you know, lackluster fight, but, um, you know, he barely grinds it out. So question, so where does Josh Koscik fit in the division now, man? I know he was finally taught, like, I think he's either, like, leaving AKA or uh, he's got some kind of grudge with him now. So, I mean, do we finally get to see, you know, Fitch versus Koscik finally? And we maybe Mike Swick or what, what are we looking at, man? Is Mike is Mike like, Swick even alive? <laughs> is Mike Swick? I think he's actually in lightweight Jesus, division. Jesus, shut the fuck up, man! <laughs> I don't think he is. He is alive. He just has Where is, cancer. What the fuck happened to him? He had cancer for a while, and that's why he was. I don't think that's the case. He had like leukemia or something like that. Anyways, Josh Koscheck, <laughs> John Fitch. Now, does this fight actually? Well, see, now no, I don't. Fight, think so. I don't. I don't think it was a. I don't think it's. I know he had a slight beef with it, but I think he's like running an AKA affiliated gym just closer to wherever Koscheck lives. Well, I mean, but like now though, I think he's actually open to it. It doesn't even matter. Like that's not that fight doesn't even make sense anymore. You know, Fitch finally you know, lost to my boy Johnny Hendricks, and uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that just doesn't. Where's Koshik fit in the division now? I mean, like, I think Johnny Hendricks is my boy, bitch. Yeah, I him and his fucking baby teeth. That just go right ahead. <laughs> just knock knocking out pros versus Joes. That's what it's all about. Anyway, um, what? Yeah, like wh- who does he fight next? I mean, I just I don't. Rory McDonald. Oh, is that is that is that a fact? No, no. I'm just saying that I'm throwing that out there as a possible fight. Yeah. Um, I... I'd like that. I'd like to see. You know, that. You, you could see him maybe fighting. Um, you know, maybe if uh, if Jake Shields wins his fight against Akiyama. Okay. Um, okay. I actually like that most because uh, you know they both kind of had like they both kind of stumbled against GSP. Jake Shields a little bit more since he lost to um, um, Ellenberger. But oh, right. no. What about Ellenberger? Josh Koscheck. Yeah, I mean that's another one. I think there's a lot of different options that they've got in welterweight. I don't think they're they're not as jammed up as what they were, you know, here even just a, a year ago with all the AKA guys right. um, that were up there at the top top part of the division. I think the the big breakthrough fighter for me, um, you know, is going to be Johnny Hendricks. You know, it, I think it's also going to depend on what ends up happening with GSP, not knowing exactly how long he's going to be out. Are you really all over Johnny Hendricks' dicks? I mean, I know we like we joke about it, but like, really? No. Well, I I like his rest. I like the fact that he has wrestling. He's got a chin, and he's got power with the strikes. Him and Mike Pierce, I'm big on both those guys. I think they're both extremely solid, and they're part of kind of that newer wave. I throw maybe Jake Ellenberger in there. Um, as well, but I think there's a lot of top top welterweights that could actually give GSP trouble because it's more than just cost check now that could possibly um, you know maybe actually stuff some takedowns against GSP. There seems to be a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel now, whereas you know a year ago it was GSP and then fucking nobody else because it was John Fitch up there at the top and nobody was getting by John Fitch yeah yeah so th- there's uh you know th- there's more options you know as far as the title goes i think what's going to end up happening if GSP ends up being out till late late 
this year, um, then I think we maybe see a fight between uh, Condit and Hendricks. I don't think Condit's going to sit, um, you know, an entire year to wait. To, no, because I mean, like, Con- I mean, he made that mistake last year for like, you know, oh, he also decided he loses his title shot. So, right, um, you know, that's I don't I don't think he'll he'll do that again. But um, then we had Fabricio Verdum uh, defeats Roy Nelson via decision. Ryan with the big call. Of Fabricio Verdum with the superior striking, and you know, for 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 a change, you were actually right. Uh, Fabricio came out swinging; he looked pretty good, pretty light on his feet. Um, Roy, though, I mean, I was kind of surprised. I mean, looking, you know, felt, but uh, not really bringing too much to the table. Yeah, I, I I don't really know where Roy stands, other than he's just just kind of a guy in the division. I don't see him competing i don't see him top five um you know you'd like to see him maybe have a change and drop down to 205 if he, if no, he possibly no, could no like, i don't like, i would the, not like to see that because if he drops to 205 he will get defeated i think he's good at uh, at heavyweight the only thing though is that like i mean he's not going to be a, a top level guy but um you know I, you know dana was actually saying after the fight that like oh well, you know Roy Nelson, even though he's a crowd favorite, which, by the way, got the loudest cheer of anyone walking in that fucking arena, um, that his job may be on the line. I'm like, you know, like, look at the guys he's lost. He lost to fucking Frank Mir, uh, Fabricio Verdum. Um, who, who else did he lose to? Um, who else has he lost? JDS. Wow. Fucking title contender, title holder, and an, an additional title contender. Yeah. That's, What's, not, um... that's not too bad. It's not too bad. What are we going to do with Verdum now? Is he going to be uh, fighting Frank Mir? I'd like to see that. I would really like to see that, actually. Oh, my God. Actually, now I think about it, it's a really good fight. I would love to see it. Ah, dude, Frank Mir would beat the fuck out of Fabricio. I, I really think so. He's just, a, he's just a bigger dude, knows how to use his weight now. He's got pretty decent hands. And come on, it's jujitsu, my friend. It's, it's very good. It's very good. My, my, my question, who's going to fight Kane? Because you got to figure he's going to have. Has he already got a fight scheduled? Do you know? Uh, let's see. Kane Velasquez got knocked out of JDS last. So who does he fight right. next? Um, fucking put him against Carwin. <laughs> I think Carwin's. I, I thought Carwin had a fight. I can't remember who I it was scheduled. I think he's got against. someone uh, lined up. Who does who does Kane Velasquez fight? Um, can't put him against. Huh. I don't know. See, see, if Carwin doesn't have a fight, I'd put him up against Roy Nelson just so he can get fucking knocked out. No, I, I let's see. I put Kane against, you know, Kane against Czech Congo again. You know, honestly, if if Congo ends up winning his next fight, I mean, like, Congo's kind of on a, on a winning streak. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't I don't see why you wouldn't. Yeah, I, I, I could see that. Yeah, I don't see why you wouldn't, but uh, it goes, so. So, and then we had the main event, Ryan, that we said was going to be fight of the year candidate. We, yes, it could, and had the potential. Potential. Uh, Carlos Condit defeats Nick Diaz versus via unanimous decision. Um, I honestly thought that, uh, it was, you know, it was funny because everyone's given, or not even everyone, but, you know, Nick Diaz was talking a lot of shit about it and like oh you know he just fucking ran away i don't think he didn't he kicked me with a couple of leg kicks and you know that's it first of all carl condit landed the most leg kicks in any fight period secondly he fought the entire fight going backwards it's not exactly an easy feat to fucking do and thirdly right. like 
why the fuck wouldn't he stick and move? Who in their right mind would stand in front of Nick Diaz? Like, who has survived standing in front of Nick Diaz and going toe-to-toe? That's a ridiculous plan. Like, hey, I'll just sit in front of you and have the, have you beat the shit out of me. No. He won the fight the way that he was supposed to. And he looked goddamn good doing it. I thought he, he, he won. Um, I mean, I would have liked Nick Diaz to try to take it to the ground a lot more because he never really does. And he's got top-level jiu-jitsu. And... We saw that, shit, you know. He's got shit wrestling. Yeah, well, d- yeah, but still, I mean, like, you know, just as how much he was, uh, you know, tr- striking. I mean, I think he could have thrown at least a one or two takedowns in there. Because did you see how quickly he took his back in the fifth round? I mean, it was it was split decision making. And he had him in trouble for the entire fifth round. I yeah. mean, it, I, you know, Nick Diaz, top, top level jujitsu, never fucking uses it. So, I mean, I, I thought he should – I mean, especially after, you know, I thought he won – I thought it was close in the first round, but I, I thought Khan had actually won it. And then he wins the next two. It's like, okay, you, you have three. Now you have to knock him out. You're most, right. not, you're most likely not going to knock him out. So take him down. You know, so yeah. – um, Yes, that, that was just perfect game planning from Carlos Condit um, and Greg Jan- Jackson's camp. He fought it perfectly. He, you know, and he ends up being the one that frust- frustrates uh, um, Nick Diaz, which it's usually completely the uh, the other way around. Oh, by the uh, way, I just want to throw this out there. Overrated, a.k.a.'s coaching. Uh, real quick, Josh Koscheck and Mike Pierce, they had a game plan. It didn't work, and they kept doing the game plan. Like, Carlos Conn in the first round, when he goes back to his corner, Greg Jackson adjusted what he was doing, told him what he was doing wrong, told him what he needed to start doing, and he did it. Josh Koscheck's coach is like, yeah, just fucking go in there, keep doing what you're doing. And he barely won, and he didn't even deserve to win. I, that is going to that is gonna completely change the way I bet it with AKA from now on. Because, I mean, you have – like the, the greats, the greats are able to adjust round to round. If you're doing something that they don't like, then you lose the round. They'll go back. They'll game plan a little bit better, and then they'll come out the second round and then, and then readjust and win it. So, I mean, that just goes to show you how good of a coach Greg Jackson is. But, you know, it, I, I was – I thought AKA was a lot better than that. Let me just say that. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, on that note, where we go from here, Ryan? What, what's, up, what's up in the, the world of MMA news? What's going on? Oh, yeah. <laughs> fucking uh, – so, so Nick Diaz retires after losing the fight? What happened? <laughs> what? If he's – the dude's obviously just – he's very unstable mentally, um, which I like. Um, it's been one of the, the draws – I've grown to actually like his interviews because they're so awful that somehow I'm gain, I gain pleasure out of it. Um, but yeah, he retires after after the fight. <laughs> Most ridiculous just, thing because he's just butt hurt because he lost the decision and you know he got out game planned by Condit. Um, it's honestly it's funny because if you watch the the, the post fight, like J- Dana was like, well, you know, if he wants to do it, he wants to do it. I think he'll come back, but uh, you know, like he like Dana White finally gets what he's dealing with. He's dealing with the child. Like that is literally what he is yes. dealing with. Is is a like is a just through a temper tantrum after the fight, emotionally stunted individual. 
Because, like, he, like that's exactly what it was. It was a temper tantrum. He didn't win. And now, like, oh, I'm not going to fucking fight anymore. It's like, no. And, like, he's like, well, if he doesn't want to do it, he doesn't want to do it. You know I mean? That's fine. What am I going to go? Because, you know, before he would have fought for him. But, like, you know, just like kind of like how he adjusted the Tito. Like, you know what? Tito's a loudmouth beaner. Like, that. you know, we'll, we'll, we'll accept that. He's going to shoot his mouth off as long as he comes and fights. But, like, I think that's the same thing he's doing with, uh, with Diaz. Yeah, well, you know, he he throws his temper tantrum, retires, and then turns around and fails his his drug test. <laughs> that's so great. He fucking fails the drug test too. Yeah, that's so yeah. right. So right now, I know that he's uh, he's suspended just indefinitely until his hearing. This is the second time he's got popped in uh, in Vegas. What that fight was in Vegas, wasn't it? Uh, who did he get popped against originally? Was it, um, it was, it was uh, it was, pretty decent. Go- it was Gomi. Yeah. Where he, where it got overturned. He originally won that fight. And yeah. Then he had the, he won, won by the contest. crazy, like Oma Plata. Right. Uh, right. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. That, yeah. You Cause know. it was one of the only, was that, no, I thought that was in pride where it was like the only time yeah. they actually gave two shits about fucking drug use over in Japan. Well, no, it was the fight was in Vegas. That's the whole thing. It was a pride that they had in Vegas. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so it was actually, you know, through the the you know, Nevada State Athletic Commission. So, yeah, that's, uh, you know, I, I I don't know why he can't just like not smoke weed for you know the month leading up to the fight because I don't think it stays in your system beyond that. So, um, th- I don't know why he can't give that up. He was going to fail the thing, and even if he ended up winning the fight, it would have, you know, got. I know, like, what would have happened then? Like, who, like, I would catch. Just how sad would that be? You're I in room. wish that would have fucking happened. Someone could have just backed into the fucking title fight against GSP. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Condit w- wins the uh, wins the interim title by, by, fucking, by default. By default, right? That would be great. That would have been no, crazy. no, that would have been kind of sad. So, it, you know, thankfully, Condit ended up winning the fight legitimately. So, yeah. Hey, real quick, you're a Seinfeld guy, right? I, I like. I know this is completely fucking left field, but like, what's the fat guy in there's name? Costanza. Yeah, but like, what's his real name? Jason. Jason Alexander. Is that a much more attractive name than the actual man himself? Like, like that sounds like a really good looking man, and he just. On that note, I think we should take a break, Ryan. What do you think? Yeah, um, speaking of good looking, <laughs> and, uh, I watched Moneyball earlier. So, uh, oh, is any good? I want to see that. We'll, we'll come back with that review. All right, man. Stick with us. Hey, this is Ryan, inviting you to friend us on Facebook. And check out our blog at mmainthecage.blogspot.com. And always, shoot us an email at mmainthecage at gmail.com. Even if it is just to give us the finger. (laughs) Off the rails, off the rails. And we're back. Ryan, with the Moneyball fucking uh, whatever you have to say about it. Is it any good? Uh... Yeah, Brad Pitt plays Billy Bean and uh, uses the uh, oh, I already forget what the hell this it's a particular it's a particular system that they use statistics. Uh, yes, yeah, no shit, it's statistics, but it's got a, it's got it's got a specific name though. Math. No. Algebra. Anyways, 
Uh, it sounds very fascinating, Ryan. Why don't you fucking bore the listeners a little bit goddamn more? Yeah, I can hear you typing. I can hear you typing. Yes. Just, fuck it. Let's talk about – let's see. We already talked about UFC 133. Let's talk about the one in fucking Japan, Ryan. How many puns can I get out of this with the Asians on this? You want to do some head-to-head? Uh, we can do that. And it's called Sabermetrics, by the way. Sabermetrics. Thank you very much. I'm going to take that with me to the grave. I appreciate it. <laughs> good good flick. Uh, if you're a baseball fan, you should really enjoy it. Um, otherwise, just for you know a regular flick, it was in, it was pretty entertaining. All right, now we got UFC 144 Edgar versus Henson in the Santa Maria Super Arena tomorrow. Sound effects, please. All right, Ryan, we got Joe Lozon versus Anthony Pettis. What are your picks, my friend? I got to go. Joe Lozon, not to choke, will upset Anthony Pettis. In the first round, with a knockout. Whoa! Whoa! I fucking like where your head's at, though, man. Joe Lozon always coming up the fuck, like coming off a great win against or uh, oh the young assassin, um, Melvin Gillard. Melvin Gillard. Joe Law. I mean Anthony Pettis coming off of one of the worst fucking years you could possibly come off in 2010 after getting screwed over for a title shot. But I'm gonna have to give this to Joe Lozon. Always comes out in the first round swinging, and I am gonna call. By crazy armbar. Like it. All right, next fight is Hatsu Hiroki versus Bart Palaszewski in the, believe, 145-pound division. Esteban, who you got in this fight? All right, Ryan, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know too much about Hatsu Hiroki. We only saw him fight, I guess, George Roop. uh, He won by decision in the UFC. But I am a huge fan of Bart Palaszewski. Been watching him since the WC. The guy is a scrapper, and he always brings it pretty damn good everywhere. And I'm going to have to go with Bart on this one just because, you know, if I'm going to go strictly off a talent that I know, it's going to have to be Bart Palaszewski. And I'm going to say... Second round submission. Uh, let's just go submission. I'm just going to be very vague. <laughs> Since I'm already vague on the fucking people. Yeah, that one was pretty wild, too. I'm kind of in the same boat. I'm not that familiar with uh, Hayoki and Palaszewski. Um, we've at least seen them fight a whole bunch of times, UFC, WEC. Um, so I'm going to stick with that. I'm probably just going to go unanimous decision. Palaszewski, because at the very least... Um, he could probably out-wrestle the Japanese fighter. Way to play it safe, you fucking pussy. Anyways, next we have Tim Bosch versus the former contender Yushin Okami, Ryan. What do you think? The 185 Barbarian versus our former number one contender Yushin Okami, who's been quoted as, as being such a strong fighter at 185. Um... This fight, Okami's probably, he's Dana White's Japanese golden boy. <laughs> um, I think he's has the ability to um, push Boach up against the cage. Um, unless he gets caught early, I don't think Boach is going to have a shot. Uh, Boach isn't known for having the greatest gas tank in the world, and we know Okami can push it. Um, so I see a three-round decision for Okami. You know, this is this is honestly one of those ones I have up in the air, man. You know, Tim Bosch coming off of a pretty goddamn good year so far, looking great at 185. Yushin Okami looking as boring as ever, as usual. But he is he is the neutralizer with most of these guys. The last fight we saw him that go against the top wrestler was, I believe, Chael Sonnen. And after that, he uh, went to go tra- train with them. Chael took him down, though, pretty simple or pretty easily. 
I'm going to. I want to. I want to say Okami, but I think Bosch is gonna. I think he's gonna do something crazy. I think. I think he'll. He'll eke out the decision on this one. So I'm gonna go Tim Bosch unanimous decision. All right, our next fight is the sexy man Yoshihiro Akiyama versus Jake Shields. Esteban, who you have at this uh, 170 pound fight? Jesus Christ, do I want to see the tan sexy Yama win this so bad because I fucking hate Jake Shields. But honestly, Jake Shields is a top, top level wrestler. Yoshihiro Akiyama, I think he's had one win in the UFC ever. Um, you know, I mean, you know, Akiyama's a big, I think this is going to be at 170, right? Yeah, this is at yes. 170. And, you know, I mean, it's, he, he's a big guy, but I mean, he just, he's just not the fighter that they, uh, that's, he's just not UFC caliber, man. So um, he's only hanging around because he is a Jap and uh, they need to get in that market. So I'm going to have to say Jake Shields by, um, by Rear Naked Choke in the third. Wow. Okay. I like uh, I like Jake Shields in this fight as well. Um, I think Akiyama. They're both coming off uh, some losing streaks. I think Akiyama's lost three fights in a row. Right. And Jake Shields is actually coming off a you know losing two, two fights. His uh, Ellenberger loss and then obviously the loss to uh, uh, GSP. Uh, but I think Jake's going to be the one that's going to rebound and probably give the boot to Sexy Yama. Um, this will be Akiyama's second fight down at 170. Um, Akiyama's got a little bit better stand-up uh, than Jake Shields does, um, and he probably has the ability to maybe stunt a, a lot of the takedowns from Jake Shields, but Jesus, if Jake Shields gets it to the ground, he's a, you know just a freaking savage, and he'll find a way to uh, catch a neck. I think that's probably going to happen uh, with Guillotine Choke after pulling guard in the second round. Oh, okay. Very specific. You want to go down to the minute? <laughs> no, I think that's pretty good. All right. Next, we got Czech Congo versus the returning, the returning K1 champ, Ryan, Mark Hunt. What are your what are your picks on this? Uh, Congo... Round and pound, second round, and I don't what like it. What the fuck? Oh, you just gonna, you just go. This is like your perfect, like just, just crazy fans. You can make fun of Mark Hunt as much as you want, and you're just gonna say ground and pound. I, I, I will after head, head to head. Yes. Jesus no. fucking Christ. Check Congo coming off of a pretty goddamn good year, 2011. Mark Hunt though, the returning K1 champ, the fucking phenom, beat Mirko Kokop at the top of his game. When he was the when he was the pride champ, but Ryan, I am gonna go have to go with Czech Congo on this one. He does have a better gas tank. He can actually do a takedown. So I'm gonna say Czech Congo by UD because he's not Mark. He's not Mark. Mark knocking out Mark Hunt. Not happening. Okay. Well, a uh, 185 pound. Uh, um, oh Jesus, what's his name? He's like a bigger Melvin Gillard, the K1 kickboxer. He did it. Anyways. Oh, um, Melvin Mahoof. Yeah, manhoof. Um, all right, next fight, we've got Ryan Bader versus Quentin Rampage Jackson. Estevan, who are you taking in this fight? Ryan, I'm gonna default. I'm gonna default. pretty. I'm gonna default to you and, and 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 listen to you because you said you're gonna piss me off with this. So go ahead. I want to hear yours first. This is the payday pick. This is the lock oh of God. the century. Rampage Jackson knockout in the second round it happens in the second it's gonna happen no doubt 
Yes, what do you got? Wow, that's I, I I'm very surprised, man. I thought you were gonna say Ryan Bader. You know, Ryan Bader coming off of a shaky 2010, but uh, you know, coming off a, a pretty solid knockout victory against um, oh, who the fuck was it? Uh, was it Brills? Was it was it Brills? I think it was Brills. Anyways, um, looking pretty decent in, I guess, like the first 20 seconds. But Quentin Rampage Jackson looking better and better and better every time he comes out. I think Ryan Bader's going to try to go for the takedown. Quentin's takedown defense is pretty damn solid, though. So I am going to have to say Rampage, but I think it will go to decision. And then, Ryan, for our main pay-per-view main card event, we have the champ Frankie Edgar versus Ben Hendo Henderson. What do you think? This is such a difficult fight to pick. I do not ever want to pick against Frankie because I've done so consistently <laughs> since he's fought BJ Penn. And but I'm gonna do it again here with <laughs> Ben Henderson. I will not learn from my mistake. I think Ben Henderson's gonna be bigger, stronger. Gonna go with uh, quads, huh? I can't bet against the quads. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think uh, Ben Henderson is actually going to catch Frankie Edgar in a guillotine choke. So we're going to see two guillotine chokes in the main card. I think it happens in the fourth round. Whoa. Ben Henderson, guillotine choke. Esteban, what do you got? I'm the same with you, man. You know, like you, you how many times? have we bet against Frankie Edgar but Ryan how many times have we been wrong I you know I I have to finally go against my my better judgment I'm going with the champ Frankie Edgar on this I think uh you know he's got good enough I mean like he's got top level fucking wrestling I mean if you if you fend off Gray the Cancer Maynard uh, for for three for two fucking straight fights I think you, I mean not only are you top level, but you're gonna you're gonna go against guys that can muscle you around. <laughs> I can hear you fucking laugh in the background. I can, I mean I think you know Ben Henderson is a tough guy. He just bullies people. He's not a fighter. He's just a bully. But I think Frankie Edgar is quick enough. So I think uh, I'm gonna have to go Frankie Edgar with unanimous decision on this one. Okay, cool. Let's break let's break down this 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 fight here because I I think this is. Pretty wild. I do like uh, Gray the Cancer Maynard, by the yeah, way. That's how I was laughing at. Absolutely. Okay. So, Joe Lowe's on Anthony Pettis. I actually thought I was going to piss you off with that one, but no, nah, man. We're right. We're both on the same page. Joe Lowe's on comes out so fucking awesome the first round. He looks so good. Oh, but yeah, it, I call. It, it, it's it's kind of scary because Anthony Pettis is such a well-rounded guy. Obviously, he is one of the most dynamic strikers. Um Lozon you know, looking good in his feet lately, man. I mean, but, he's, he's looking really good. I think, honestly, I think, I, I think Lozon's a very well-rounded guy too. I, you know, I, I don't see why just because he fin- he finishes most of his fights with submissions. But the reason why I was able to get the submissions is because he was put, able to put people in dire straits by knocking the shit out of them, and then he goes down and he's so aggressive with with closing them out with submissions. Yeah, and, but this but this time I think. Uh, just Joe goes in like a savage. I think he'll have a little bit more respect uh, for Pettis's ground game, so he's not going to try and attack him with jujitsu, and he's going to attack him um, obviously with a knockout. I don't think so, man. I think Anthony. I mean, Anthony Pettis has got a solid chin. He's got good groundwork, but like Lowe's, that's his fucking bread and butter. I mean, he he just snatches and just breaks those fucking arms off. I love it. I, I got to go with Lowe's on with the sub on this one. I can't. I can't. 
I can't go away from that. But I do think he will rock Anthony Pesher, right? But um, as long as he watches fucking, you know, kicks off the fence, I think he should be good. Um, <laughs> Bart Palachewski versus Hatsu Ayoki. Let's skip that fight. I don't have anything. Okay. Uh, Tim Bosch, Okami. You know, it, it, I have so much to say about this fight, even though it is going to be the most boring piece of shit thing to watch. I mean, like, it, it's it's more fun to talk about than it's going to be to watch. I mean, Tim Bosch. I think I mean you, you right. want it. To, you want it to be exciting for Boch, though. I think like, I think Boch. I mean, honestly, he's looked he's looked so good this last year. I mean, like cutting down to one eighty five, best fucking decision ever. I think he's big enough to muscle around Okami. I mean, like when was the last the time question. we saw Okami go against a top wrestler? Was Chael Sonnen? Granted, he went to go train with him so he could defend the takedown against uh, Nate Marquardt, which he did effectively. But Nate Marquardt isn't fucking top level wrestler by any means. So I mean, I, you know, Bosch is a big dude, man. I think I think he'll be able to, to muscle around Okami. I do. Yeah, I think that's going to be kind of the story of the fight there, uh, because Okami's usually the one that's able to muscle around other guys in his fights, and that's why he's able to able to win. And he's got respectable enough stand up, and he's got a good enough chin. Um, uh, yeah, I think the big story is just whether or not Boch can uh, kind of match that strength. I'll say this right now. If Boch can get him on the back on the in the first round, he'll definitely win. Reason being is because he's definitely going to gas by, you know, the second round, like, <laughs> a round and a half in. So if he can at least save his energy in that first, he'll win the second and he'll lose the third. So, Yeah, yeah, that's that's the other thing is, is how well – his gas, his gas tank's never been great, and so yes, depending on how dominant he can be, I'd really like to see him just hurt Okami. I, I want to see Tim Boach win this fight just because I'd like to see him. If, I mean, shit, if he wins this fight, that's three fights uh, that he's won in a row, all at, at middleweight. Yeah, and Yushin um, Okami so, is you know and, top and level. Yushin Okami is a for, former number one contender. So yeah, I mean, you know, that's for, is, is that crazy? Yushin Okami, former number one contender. God damn, like that guy is fucking boring. I hate him. Like yeah, that, no, but he's a, he's a solid winner though. Yeah, yeah, he is. I mean, he's been he's been up there in the t- top five, you know, for wow. the past four years. Yeah, he really has been. But uh, yeah, then we got Sexy Yama versus Jake Shields. I mean, like, I think this will be fun to watch. I mean, just watching Sexy Yama just walking with that beautifully tanned body of his, I think that'll be enough. But uh, and then to go in there and get choked out. Yeah, Jake Shields. <laughs> well, you know, the only thing I'm worried about Jake Shields. I mean, like everyone out of that um. That Canadian camp, what the fuck is his name? Like, uh, they got Hominit. Hold on, is it Jake? No, Jake Shield's dad died. That's right. Um, Yeah, that's. I I think you got to throw out that Ellenberger fight just because. I mean, his dad had died. What, fuck a that! Week no, or fuck two? that! First of all, you cannot throw out Ellenberger. Um, Ellenberger beat the shit out of him, and I knew he was going to do it in the first place. Ellenberger is a better fighter, so don't say that. Okay, do not say that. That's right. I I I I think. if I'm to, to look at what Jake Shields has done, you know, over the past five years, that's one of the fights that I'd give a very small amount of weight to just because of how devastating that was that it happened to him so close to that fight. And you really don't know, you know, how he's going to look coming out, bef- you know, with this next fight against Akiyama. But if he looks anything close to what he's looked like, you know, in pretty much all of his fights for the past several years – I don't think there's any question well, that, actually, that, that he's let, going to well, let's, let's, let's break this down real quick. Cause, I mean, you know, I just thought about this. Okay, GSP fight, you know, I mean, everyone says, like, you can throw those fights out for those fighters, but didn't look that great. Um, fought Martin Campman. I thought Campman – he looked like shit against Martin Campman, right? That's right. No, I'm sorry. That was before GSP. He looked like shit against Martin Campman. 
So looked bad against Martin Campman, didn't look good against GSP, lost against Ellenberger. I mean, Jake Shields really isn't like, I mean, not wowing me because I, I, I honestly thought Campman won the fight. And then I honestly think Ellenberger could have won. So. Okay, so so let, let's let's go back and look at the names that he won over that past, you know, since two thousand and. Okay, you're talking how many years? Yush, Yushin Okami, Carlos Condit, Mike Pyle, Paul Daly, Nick Thompson, Robbie Lawler, Jason Miller, Dan Hendo Henderson, the Fedora knocker out killer, and Martin <laughs> Campman. I mean, shit, dude. That's freaking – that is okay, 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 special. Okay, okay, okay. He's got one of the best resumes in MMA. Okay, never mind. Never mind. I mean, I didn't think that – I am I didn't think that Okami was – or uh, Akiyama was going to fucking win. I'm just saying he hasn't looked that great. That's all I'm saying. Okay, I and, never and thought Aki, Akiyama – Akiyama lost that fight to uh, uh, Alan Belcher anyway. So he <laughs> lost every one of his fucking fights. He lost every one of his he fights. Was gifted that, he was gifted that decision. He's oh man, like he. Do you realize like how big of a fucking flop he is, and like especially if he loses in Japan. Like you know what I really hope that happens. I hope like because you know a lot of times they say like well you know the the flight over there and the time change you know really fucks up the fires. Wouldn't it be awesome if like all of the Japs just fucking own this card? If, like like that would that would actually be something to like actually take it. I just don't. I, I don't think that's the case because the, the big difference between. Brazil and Japan versus fighting the American fighters is Brazil. They, they, they cut weight and they don't in Japan. And that's always been the thing. Akiyama is a big Jap. Yes. You big Jap. By the way, when I say Jap, everybody, I mean it in a very lazy, um, racist way. Not the way that like most people would say Jap. So I just want to, just want to clarify that. I think think when most people say Jap, they mean it in a racist way. Right. Exactly. (laughs) So this is even beyond that. Okay. Just wanted to, I just wanted to clarify that. Anyways. Um, so, yes, I, I don't think – there's no doubt about it. I would be just shocked if J- Jake Shields uh, ended up losing this fight. This was almost my payday pick. Um, next fight, Czech Congo, Mark Hunt. I said that I would kind of get into it. I don't know what to think of Czech Congo anymore. Like – a couple of years ago, just because he was bigger and stronger than most of the guys in the division, he was instead of being this badass kickboxer that he was touted to be, he'd go in there and just grapple guys and ground and pound them. And now he's been standing up and either getting knocked out or getting almost knocked out. Getting tested. Uh, and uh, he's obviously got a good chin, but you know wh- why would he just? Why would you elect to stand up with Mark Hunt? Because he has no, nothing else to offer. Literally, you just go and put your giant upper body on his. He's going to f- just flop over. Oh, yeah. He's no, got yeah. such I mean, a like, he's gonna pull, like, remember that Paul Buontello fight? Um, I was looking so forward to that fight. I thought that, uh, you know, it was going to be a back and forth fucking. But no, he just fucking pushed him against the cage and took him down the entire time. Unfortunately, I think this is – I mean, like, Mark Hunt is pretty much the identical fighter as Paul Buntuela. I think uh, it's going to be the exact same thing, unfortunately. Yes. So, um, yeah, I, I, I would love to see Mark Hunt come back to come back to Japan and just beat the living shit out of, like, Kong. Like, just fucking one crazy knockout hit. But um, I don't I – don't, I don't, see it happening unfortunately real quick question let's do a uh just a quick over under nut shots check congo we're gonna I am, set it at, at one and a half 
Yeah, absolutely. I, you have are you to going, you going with the, you going with the over under. I'm gonna go with the under just because I think he'll take him down more. But you, but I definitely give him at least one nut shot in there. Absolutely, it's got to right. happen. If we were to do just Ill- illegal blows in general, though, you'd probably take the over. Ooh, illegal! Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a given. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm gonna. I definitely am gonna see a a, a not or a twelve to six elbow at least one time in there. You know, gonna be grabbing the shorts. Absolutely. Oop. Pulling his hair, <laughs> grabbing the, like, pulling those highlights to get ripping his fingernails off with his teeth. Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. It, you you got to go with the over. But if you, anyone wants to take that bet, you know, give me, shoot me a text. Um, let's see, what else do we have? <laughs> Why don't you put your phone number out there so they can shoot you the text? Exactly. It's, it's eight six seven five three zero nine. Everybody. Um, MMA next, in the cage at gmail.com. <laughs> Ryan Bader versus Quentin Rampage Jackson we have as our co-main event, Ryan. You know, honestly, we've been talking shit on this fight for a while just because, like, like there's so many. I mean, I would much rather see Rampage versus Mark Hunt. Like, there's so much history with the fucking ja- J- J- Japan, the Pride organization, and you took Rampage, and you're putting, I mean, like, do you call Ryan Bader a lamb? Because I don't. I think Ryan Bader has the, the – I think he has the potential for a uh, an upset. I don't think it will happen. But, I mean, like you could have put him in there against Dan Henderson, against Shogun, against, you know, just anybody else. And, did, did, like, that's who you land up with? Okay. I think it's, it's kind of right just as far as where they're at in the division because they're both top ten guys. Um, so Ryan I think Bader the, the top ten guy. Yes. yes Bullshit. He is, you he is, unfortunately. Tito Ortiz, and you go down to if you lose one more fight, you're out of the UFC. That's a fact. Okay. You lose to Tito Ortiz. You are like he is officially sucked your soul out, and he he owns all of your wins now, and you have all of his losses. I know it's. Like, Ryan Bader barely has a job right now, okay? He should be thankful that the UFC is still employing him. That's okay. that, Wow. Come on. That's Dude, that's a little harsh. No. He was fighting at Jason Brills. I'm pretty sure it was Jason Brills. I, can't, yes, I cannot yes, remember he, the last fighter. Anyways. He, he, he knocked out Jason. Okay, where would you put Forrest Griffin? Would you put him above or Jesus below Ryan Bader? <laughs> I, have to, I have to think because Forrest Griffin is going to be fighting Tito Ortiz, I think I think uh, you have to put him right above, like barely above Ryan Bader. And he, and he's, and he fought – didn't he fight Tito to a draw in their first that, fight? He, I think it's, That's pretty much – if that – if. They're, what you said, if he's that big exactly. of an abyss, the then only a draw reason, is just as bad. That is the only reason. Well, no, because he's actually won against him. He's won against him more uh, yeah, recently. Yeah, but that's because that's because Tito had a broken skull. Okay, so we all know that was Forrest a fact. Griffin, broken skull. Forrest okay. Griffin has a win, a loss, and a draw against him. Ryan Bader only has a fucking loss. So you have to put Ryan Bader below okay. Forrest Griffin. What, what I'm saying is for light heavyweights – Guys that are ranked above Bader, Shogun Hua, Leota Machida, Rampage Jackson, Dan Henderson, Alexander Gustafsson. Um, I like that you put Dan Henderson in there, even though like he just jumps between like 185 yes, and 225. Yes, but he would. Rashad Evans and Phil Davis. And so that puts that puts Bader, in my mind, anywhere from 8 you to 10. you say Gustafsson in there? Yes, I did say Gustafsson. Shit, dude, I would put fucking uh, I would put the the Jander in there before I would put Shanko. 
I would oh. just because Ryan Bader's like you can't, man. You can't just hate. You just still. You Let's need see. Some, are we just talking about two hundred five UFC? Because I mean, are we even going against like you know Strike Force with OSP in there? Are we going against? I mean, no, you could. We were just we we're just doing UFC. Okay. And so UFC, I still think he's a top ten guy. Okay. Are there so even? Okay. Question. So are there still, top? Are there ten? Are there ten two hundred five fighters in the UFC? Can you even answer that? Can yes. You, Oh shit! Yeah, I bet you there's. I bet you there's 25 guys. There's not that 25. My ass, man. I'm not. There are not 25. I'd have. I'd have to look it up. I couldn't. You could put Lewis Kane in front of Ryan Bader at this point. Yeah. And what about uh, fucking uh, Tiago Silva? Oh my god! Why is he not? Oh, god damn! I miss Tiago Silva. I miss him so much. I uh, Just anyway. Let him. Let him take roids. Anyways, back to this fucking fight. <laughs> despite this ridiculous argument. Bader doesn't have is my original question was going to be: Do you think Bader is a better wrestler than Rashad Evans? No. Okay, and let's see. Quentin has the better chin than Bader. Oh yeah, he's, got, he's probably got. I'd say better footwork. I would say yes, he's got better footwork. His boxing is better. His boxing defense is better. Um. And I'd say they're pretty close in power. I'd maybe give Quentin a, a, a slight edge just because we've seen him more um, than we've seen Bader. But Bader definitely has power. Uh, I, the, I'll tell you what but, scares me about Bader right now is that, like, he actually, you know, he was training over at that fucking gym that him and, uh, oh, my God, what's the guy with the, the tattoos on his shoulders of the stars um, that also was an ASU wrestler? Um, I used to like him a lot. Come on, he's a light heavyweight or a lightweight. Um, WBC. Jamie Varner, that gym that him and Jamie Varner put together, he just left that gym, and he's actually at a real one of real coaches now. So he actually may be like, oh, let's see, I have a fucking collegiate wrestling background. Maybe I should start doing this a little bit more often as opposed to just trying to knock guys out. Oh, yeah, but there's a guy who's a better striker than me? Yeah, he, definitely he, better. He, he, always, he always starts all of his fights out not wrestling. So right. he's going to stand there and trade. There's no way that he doesn't do that. And he's also fighting Quentin in Japan, where Quentin, you know, is completely comfortable right now. He's been plenty of times. He has the experience there. He's got a bunch of fans that are out there. So it's that's a home fight for him. Um, Dude, how awesome would, you, would it be if we get a slam? I bet you, like, I hope he dazes him. I hope he dazes him and then just goes in for the fucking suplex. Like, that's what I... <laughs> And then just ground and pounds him to death. What, what I'm hoping for out of that fight is Quentin comes out to the pride theme and he's wearing those American flag Oh trunks. my God, yes. That would be great. That's all. That's all. It doesn't matter what happens the rest of the event. If that happens, I'll be satisfied. No, I think I'll be satisfied. It, this is, this is, no, this is how it's going to go down. This is what I want to go down. Rampage has been roiding up since the since the Bones fight, right? So he's got like all those fucking jack back muscles that he used to. And then he's gonna he's gonna figure out a way to get a slam in. Then once he gets the slam, kills Ryan Bader in the process. He's gonna, re- <laughs> he's gonna retire. Oh, he's gonna retire after breaks, the fight. Breaks Japan, the cage. And then pays off the people for not releasing the uh for not releasing the tests for because it doesn't matter at that point because he's because he's retired. So yeah, that's I kinda wish I kinda wish this was you kind of hope that – you know what? You mentioned it earlier. I wish this card was in a ring. I think that would just been cool if they would have done it just this one time. Absolutely. It, 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 I, perf- I absolutely think it should be in a ring. It doesn't matter. We should talk about Frankie Edgar, Ben Harrison for a fucking change. Um, 
Frankie Edgar, goddamn man, like I, I can't bet against this guy anymore. He continually, continually just makes me wonder why the fuck I, I, I ever even doubted him. I mean, he trains with top level guys. You know, he's got great, he's got great wrestling defense. And not only that, he jump like he's, he's, he's got fucking fantastic footwork. And now the head movements in there. I mean, Ben Henderson. I, I honest to God don't even know how the fuck he's fighting in a, in, a, in, a, in a championship fight right now. He like tell me like if you were to choose one thing that Ben Henderson is good at, and I want an actual skill. What is he good at? So I can't say quads. <laughs> you cannot say quads. Speed, and I think that's going to be the difference that Frankie hasn't seen. Okay. Okay. He's had a significant. No, he's, he's not. Sig- no, he's not good he's, at like, speed at what? He's significant at what? speed advantage in. His all of his fights for the past several years. He's speed at what? What is he fast on, at? On the feet with against BJ Penn and Gray Maynard. Doesn't he's have had, good footwork. Yeah, bullshit. He doesn't have good. Doesn't footwork. have good footwork. That's a fact. He does not have good footwork. Okay, so we've established he doesn't have speed. What else does he have? He do, no, who are you talking about? Ben Henderson. Ben Henderson does not have good footwork. That's a fact. Okay, I, I was talking about Frankie Edgar there. Oh, okay. No, I'm saying no, like, I, what I, is I, Ben Henderson no, good at? He's 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 quick enough on his feet. He's quick enough. I, yes, he's and he's he's quicker than both BJ Penn and and uh, and the cancer. Okay, so I think that's going to be a different look for Frankie that he's had, and the fact that Frankie is basically trained for just BJ and just um, uh, Frankie or uh, the cancer for his past, you know, what four or five fights. Right. I mean, for the past two years, he's only fought two two different guys, and I think this is going to be a good, a, a lot different look. Uh, physiologically, he's not going. Um, ben Henderson can't get choked out, um, even though he's been submitted once. How did how did he get submitted? I think probably by triangle. I have no idea. Um. Anyway, no. Look, look. Ben Henderson. He's not, a, not he's very extremely good. durable. Strike. So yeah, yeah, right. Ben Henderson has the ability to not get submitted. Like what? Like I would say, if he if he's got a skill, like an actual quantifiable skill, it's the fact it's the fact that he can take punishment. He survived, you know, fucking guillotine chokes from Donald Cerrone, triangles from from uh, from Anthony Pettis. Uh, you know, arm triangles from Jim Miller. That's the top. Those are three top-level jujitsu guys that could not choke him out. Doesn't matter. Frankie Edgar's not going to do that. He's not going to. He's not going to knock him out. He's, he's extremely good shin. But like offensively, what does he have? He's got nothing. He's good at pushing guys against the cage, kind right. of wrestling, but kind of not. He doesn't really have any good ground and pound. He definitely doesn't have good good. Um, you know, stand up. I mean, like he's good at just. He's good at winning fights, just like Frankie Edgar, though, except that Frankie Edgar can actually throw a punch. If Frankie Edgar can avoid Ben Henderson's just bullying, because that's all he does. He, like, pushes against the cage a lot. Right. He, yeah, he fights a, a lot like um, Randy Couture. He right. kind of like, just dirty, very good dirty. transitions, very good at, like, control controlling. But if Frankie Edgar can avoid that, which I honestly God think he can, he'll pull off the victory. I, I definitely – I mean, he's not going to knock him out, but but he'll pull off the victory. Okay, I just we'll have to d- just disagree there because I think you're really underestimating uh, Henderson's ability to. Uh, He's got fantastic guillotine. You're right, absolutely. To, to, to be able to to be able to push a guy up against the cage, um, and I think he, he could be real dangerous. And Frankie's pretty small, and he's not the strongest guy in the world. So if he ends up getting trapped against the cage, um, you know Ben Henderson will be able to work. You know the you know that dirty boxing and the clinch work, and then like I said before, I think. Uh, 
you know, he may end up hurt him enough to where he'd be able to drop down and uh, snag up a little guillotine. I'm just saying, like, the, let's just like just think about real quick who who been uh, like Frankie Edgar has always had guys that push the pace against him, and and that that's nothing new to him. He's he's seen a Ben Henderson before. Ben Henderson, like, there he's used to guys taking it to him, and he has no issue with that. But he's not used to you know chasing guys around the ring. Like you know, the, the, I mean, think about the guys he's fought in like the last like five fights. You got you got Cerrone. He won against him. Cerrone brings it. Anthony Pettis lost to Anthony Pettis is kind of a base of fire. Mark Bocek, eh, doesn't matter. Jim Miller always stands right in front of the guy and brings it to him. And Clay Guido does the same thing. Like, you have guys that are going to Ben Henderson who who he can be aggressive towards as well. If you got a guy running away from him, I think it's going to pose a completely different look at him. And he, and, and I don't think he'll be, he'll be used to it. I don't. Okay. All right. I think you're wrong, Ryan. I think you're wrong. Anyways. Of course you do. Ryan, this has been uh, this has been we we've, we've sometimes gone through the mud in this podcast. It's been racial, but I think uh, I think the fans will like it. You know, we're 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 consistent once again. It's 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 a beautiful thing. Uh, what else is there to say, man? Takanori Gomi's fighting on the card. I hope he wins. That's about it. <laughs> Rooting for uh, your one lone job. Exactly. Well, you got Kid Yamamoto too, but you know, whatever. Okay, yeah, yeah. And Takaya Mazagaki. They got. I mean, dude, they got. No, they got, no. I think they've got like eight Japanese fighters on the. Yeah, dude, and honestly, the, pre- the prelim card is it's going to be pretty legit. I, I think it's it's it's. I mean, even like they have the best of the best Japanese fighters on this, so I think it'll be pretty good. So, Ryan, man, we need a sign off type uh type like exiting. Um, saying, what do you, what do you yeah, think it should be? Yeah, we discussed this a year and a half ago, and we came up with nothing. <laughs> oh man, we're fucking douches. Anyways, so, uh, you know, <laughs> be sure and go fuck yourself, Estevan, and uh, we'll uh, talk to you here next week. Sounds good. Talk to you next week, Ryan. <laughs> Bye. If you guys have any questions about MMA, relationship advice, life, or just some bullshit you want to ask me and Ryan, hit us up on Facebook and Twitter, or send us an email at MMAInTheCage at gmail.com.